Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here with a brand new Late Night Sprites podcast episode. Late Night Sprites is a blog and podcast that covers a bunch of video game related topics. I'm your host, Homecoming Hero. If you are new, thank you so much for stopping in. If you are not new, thank you so much for sticking around. And today's topic is going to be on mobile games. And yeah, I have a very interesting history with mobile games. I am not a stranger to mobile games, especially back in the day where I had an iPod Touch and I would play games on that iPod Touch constantly and loved that iPod Touch almost as much as I would say my DS and my DSi. Namely because that iPod Touch had games that were bright and colorful and really gripped my attention and were very quick and easy to pick up and play. And that didn't mean that I had to bring my DS out with me to play games. And so from then on, I played games on that. I played games on my phone and I've played games on my parents' iPad and then my tablet that I have. So me and mobile games have a small history. I wouldn't say that they are essential to me or even essential to my gaming narrative because I'm very infrequent with them. I don't like pick up a mobile game every single day. Well, we'll get to that later. But that being said, for a long time, I put them down. I was content with my 3DS. I didn't really play mobile games. I would use my phone for my music, my YouTube videos. I would normally have a YouTube video in my ears while playing a game on my 3DS or on my Wii U or listening to a podcast off of my phone and so on and so forth. And so I want to talk about my history with mobile games, my opinion on them, and so on and so forth. Um, First of all, my opinion on mobile games is that mobile games are fine. I don't think that gamers need to sit here and be like, this game is better because I paid $60 for it. And you over there, yeah, you playing Angry Birds or Temple Run or Subway Surfer or Jetpack Joyride. How dare you casually game? How dare you not pay money? Because there are some games that have been mobile exclusive that I've paid for, like Jump and Shoot Attack which are fantastic experiences and also very cheap and very fun and replayable. Or games like Downwell. Those games are incredible and work fantastically on mobile. Sure, would I rather play a game like Stardew Valley on my, you know, Switch instead of my phone, but the fact that the option is there is kind of nice. Phones are very powerful these days and not like they used to be. And now they can run these decent experiences and if it means people get to play games like even the ace attorney trilogy was on mobile and i believe still is um that's just really cool it's really neat to know that people can play these full-length experiences on their phone and so i don't necessarily think that mobile gaming isn't real gaming it's just a different genre of gaming I know some people who like to play games purely on their phone. They don't want to dish out money for a PlayStation or an Xbox or a Switch. And, you know, they like just watching stuff on TV. They love movies or books. But if they want to play a fun little distraction game because maybe they used to game back in the day 
or maybe they just gaming hasn't necessarily been for them because they've had different hobbies then mobile games are ways for them to pick up and play these fun little short experiences i do believe that mobile games have their place in gaming and much like console games they also have practices that i don't agree with like you know excessive charging or loot boxes and so on and so forth but looking at games like genshin impact or the fact that stardew valley came to mobile and that people can play these games on their phones i think that's pretty impressive and really nice i'm not going to sit here and act like just be just because i prefer to play games on my switch doesn't mean that these aren't legitimate gaming experiences now that we have my opinion out of the way let's talk about how i have had a history of mobile games because of mobile games i experienced the taxman ports of the sonic games and those games are still incredible now that we have Sonic Origins, I'm so glad that the Taxman ports are on console, but oh my goodness, for a while, this is how I played Sonic CD. And I'm actually okay with Sonic CD. I remember beating Sonic CD and being like, wow, I played this on a mobile device. I also played Sonic the Hedgehog Episode 4, 1 and 2 on mobile, and uh, those were mistakes. The first time I actually ever played Mega Man X, and I do not recommend this to anybody, was on mobile. Namely because I had the X collection on GameCube, but X1 and X4 did not work. The disc would just be corrupted, so I mostly had my time with X2, 3, 5, and 6. That being said, playing Mega Man X1 on a mobile device is another game that I don't recommend. Some games are just better made with a controller in hand. But that being said, the Sonic ports worked. They were simple enough to work and not really as complicated as a game like Mega Man X that would require shoulder buttons and quick reflexes and wall climbing and dodging and so on and so forth. But I remember beating Sigma on my parents' iPad copy of Mega Man X and feeling so accomplished. So that's still a gaming experience. I also remember picking up Sonic Adventure or <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 4 episode one there's never been a mobile port of adventure but i would love to see someone try to attempt that that being said i picked up sonic 4 episode 1 and 2 and i put them down very quickly because no matter what device you play those games on they are boring as heck and cannot stand them so a big one that i gotta talk about are the games that were specifically made for mobile devices and those games were games like angry birds i loved angry birds i love puzzle games so playing angry birds was one of those games that i could just sink hours into i had angry birds i had angry birds seasons i had angry birds rio i had angry birds star wars it was just one of those games that i could get into same with temple run just a quick fun experience and the crazy thing is that mobile games have kind of simulated the arcade experience going for high scores going as long as you can one of my personal favorites was jetpack joyride i loved jetpack joyride and have a special place in my heart for it and that just felt like an arcade level experience you would get your objectives that would get you bonus points and so on to unlock fun costumes and I never really put real money into Jetpack Joyride, but grinding to get the costumes or the power-ups and stuff that I wanted was really fun. Or playing a flat rate for Angry Birds kind of made me feel this arcade-level experience at a time where gaming didn't really emulate that. Indie games were just slowly on the rise with the Wii 
uh, eShop, well, with the Wii Shop, not the eShop, but the Wii Shop channel, and with the eShop on, you know, 3DS, and then eventually the Wii U, a lot of these games simulated experiences that I wasn't really having. It took indie games having these arcade-level experiences, or straight-up companies putting arcade games in compilations i know there were some back in the day on the gamecube era but i never picked these up and as someone who grew up loving going to chuck e cheese or loving arcades or had arcade machines there are even some episodes of this podcast where i talk about arcades pluggity plug but that being said this was the closest i had to arcade level games games that were just about getting a high score quick bursts that you could just sit with and try again and again and again and try to do better how far can i go how quickly can i get here how quickly can i strategize and i think that's a very cool aspect of mobile games so games like jetpack joyride and angry birds were some of my favorites then i would get some games on my phone and i would love a good match three puzzle game uh what one there were like 800 and i don't remember that many of them I forgot what match three puzzle game I played, but I remember playing a lot of it back in the day. So just take one and like insert it. Take the first one that comes to your mind and insert it. It was not Candy Crush though. This isn't a denial. I have never played Candy Crush, but I'm a-okay with that. That being said, um, Candy Crush is also a legitimate game. Although I believe EA owns Candy Crush and uh, I'm just like, where's Peggle? Listen, I love a good puzzle game. Where is Peggle? That deserves a whole episode. Going back to the topic, though, with this game, with mobile games, I eventually kind of slowed down with them. I didn't really pick them up. I didn't play them. I would have friends that would play, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Links or Master Duel and stuff like that, and I'd be like, oh, that's neat. Have fun. But I wasn't really installing any games on my phone. Aside from Jump and Shoot Attack, which I saw in a YouTube video, and games like Downwell, where I was like, okay, these games are very fun arcade-like experiences. Downwell and Jump and Shoot Attack, if you are open to picking up mobile games, I highly recommend both of these. Jump and Shoot Attack especially. It is so basic, but also so difficult, but also has great difficulty range, and also has a fun aesthetic. Jump and Shoot Attack is not perfect, but it is really great, and I hope it gets a console port someday, because this game deserves attention, and I think would run like a dream on the Switch. That being said, down well. You go down a well, you see how far you can go, you have limited life, you shoot, and you can get different power-ups, and it is incredible, and I love it. Yeah, Downwell is on consoles. I have Downwell on a couple consoles, but that being said, it's even structured like a mobile game. Like, when you play it on other consoles, the borders are incredibly thick, and they're flipped vertically it looks like you are playing on a phone screen blown up with borders and i found that very interesting this game is kind of made for phones like it just fits perfectly onto a phone screen and it just works but it plays well on other consoles you'll just know these giant notice these giant borders but these two games kind of piqued my interest to get back into mobile games and i haven't played a lot of them but i was like okay these are nice these are fine then a mobile game came one 
that is nothing short of phenomenal. One that combined my childhood love of Yu-Gi-Oh, my love of card games, my love of RNG, and my love of superheroes into one game. You've probably heard of it, you've probably seen advertisements, and now you're going to hear another. I gotta talk about Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap is incredible. It's easy to learn, hard to master, there are dozens of strategies to do, there are dozens of ways to build decks, there are so many cards that you can build decks with, there are so many fun combinations, there are so many ways that you can pull off cool strategies, and there are so many ways to combat other decks. This game is way deeper than it needs to be, they keep adding cards, they added PvP, so now me and my friends are testing decks and we're fighting each other, and this game is just phenomenal. Oh my gosh, sure the music is kind of eh, but I don't care because I just put on Yu-Gi-Oh music and then I fight people. And oh my gosh, the game is great. And then the variance and the fact that you don't even have to put in a cent to play this game. You don't even have to put in a dollar. You can literally just play this game and get cards. But then there's a season pass that actually is well modeled and gives you great cards and great variants and also you like earn your money back so this is like a battle pass done well this is a battle pass that i actually invest in knowingly knowing that i'm gonna get my money's worth in this incredible game but you can play the game and do quests even without it that's the great thing. You can earn EXP and credits to level up your cards and gold to get variants so you can fight people online. Do I put money in the game? Yes, sometimes I do. But the fact that it's not a gotcha element and you always know what you are paying for is still the coolest thing. You are mostly buying variants or fancy cards or card packs or maybe buying something that will get you collector tokens to buy more cards. You know what? I need to talk about Marvel Snap more. I need to just talk about how much I love this mobile game. This is a mobile game that I actively play every night because I sit with my friends and it is so easy to boot up. When I'm too exhausted to pick up a controller and play River City Girls 2 or play Fire Emblem Engage, Marvel Snap is there. Marvel Snap is just the game. It is so good. I love it. There are so many things to gush about it. So if you head over to latenightsprites.blogspot.com, my newest post is going to be Marvel Snap. At this time of this recording, I haven't written it yet, but I'm going to get to writing that, and we're going to talk about how awesome Marvel Snap is. But if you want to hear more, there are tons of podcast episodes that you can listen to, from reviews to old news reactions to my thoughts and opinions and more. The show has been taking a different format lately, and I've been really enjoying making it again. I'm really having fun with the blog and the podcast again after a very terrible stint of burnout last year, but it feels great to be back. And if you want more, check out latenightsprites.blogspot.com where I talk about all sorts of topics. That one is very reviewed-centered, but there's a lot of great indie games from Dodgeball Academia to Wonderling that I believe deserve your attention, and those posts will tell you why. So do me a big favor. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. I'm Homecoming Hero. I will be back again with another episode when I come up with a good idea or just an idea that I'm passionate enough to talk about. That being said, this episode's over. I think I'm going to go play some more Marvel Snap. Take care.